Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Welcome in, everybody. This is Tuesday night. It is 6.03 Mountain Time, which means it's time for another episode of Building the Broncos. And Broncos right now building on a winning streak, which is great. Good vibes only. Carl, how you doing, buddy? Man, I, I'm as happy as can be. That's uh, awesome. Seeing the, the Broncos go out there and just stomp a team that earlier in the week, people were arguing, are the Cowboys the best team in football? Yep. And then the Broncos yep. go into Dallas and... Oh my gosh, be up 30 to zero. Like one of the best games I've seen by the Broncos. Well, two of the three phases, I guess I should say. Oh God. One phase got a little lucky on some things, but you need but to still. win two of the three. And they did. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, like I said, just to have as many players out as they did. I mean, at one point, four offensive linemen out, and you're still running the ball down their throat. Yeah. You got defense. I mean, who would have thought seventh round rookie Jonathan Cooper would be your star edge player at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side, a guy that wasn't even with the team to start the season. Mm-hmm. So it just, like I said, the, the whole game just seems so crazy that it still doesn't make sense how the Broncos did it, but I'm not here to question that. I'm just here to celebrate that it happened. Yeah, no, totally. I think I talked about it earlier, uh, but you know, if, if I'm not going to pat myself on the back, nobody will. Um, but if, do you recall the, we had the live mock draft with uh, everybody on mile high huddle, a part of it. And we got to the fifth round and I was like, okay, Jonathan Cooper, he was killer in the senior bowl. He's a good prospect, good guy as well. Let's take him. I think we argued, Eric and I argued more about that pick than like any of the other ones. And I think eventually we did not take Jonathan Cooper, but I'm glad we have him in reality. So it's good to see and um, all good, good news in your end, Carl. So that's great uh, to hear as well. I don't know how much you want to share or whatever, but uh, I'm glad things are trending right in almost every place, but uh, let's get into it. Obviously this is building the Broncos guys. Welcome in every Tuesday night. We're going to be here part of mile high huddle. Of course, you guys can follow Carl and myself on Twitter. Carl at Carl Dumbler, MHH, and myself at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at BTB Football Pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. Uh, Facebook folks, I know you're in there and you know, I know you're out there. Make sure you're joining us if you aren't already at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Christmas is right around the corner. And I know you guys have some diehard Bronco fans in your life. So, whether treat them or treat yourself by going to face, oh, oh wrong one there, huddleuppod.com to get your swag on, whether it's the building the Broncos hat the Broncos for breakfast hat, the, the mile high insider hat. You can wear them all at once. You know, you can just rotate them throughout the day. Uh, make sure you're checking that out as well. Uh, for you YouTube folks, make sure you're subscribing, liking, and sharing here. Uh, I know not everybody's in a position to contribute to the show uh, or, you know, sponsor the show in that way with the stars and super chats and everything, but that's okay. If you can just like subscribe and share on YouTube, that's, that's all I can ask you and participate in the chat and be a good person. Be kind. Um, but uh, the other thing talking about kindness the Broncos mile high huddle here has decided that for this month's giveaway, we're going to drop the star count from half a quarter million to a fifth of a million. So 200,000 stars on Facebook for the end of the month. And because we're in such a giving spirit, you guys get to choose what jerseys, whoever wins the giveaway, 
uh, for that jersey contest for the stars and the super chats and everything. Um, you get to pick your own jersey, home, away, orange, navy, blue. I suggested Saturday night maybe it'd be fun to get a Brandon McManus jersey, and ever since then he's been struggling. So maybe I don't want to put that juju on anybody. Um, but uh, you know, maybe maybe, uh, maybe get a Jalen Hurts Bronco jersey because then he'll be bad this game. We'll win. I don't know. Um, but uh, we got Travis coming in here with stars. I'm assuming Travis has been Travis and I go way back. I, I really love Travis. A Heart of gold, good guy. Um, thank you for joining us tonight, Travis. Uh, good evening, Nick and Carl. Looks like Peyton had a busy day with nine roster moves. Happy to get Avery back. Um, so let's get right into that. Uh, Broncos make a a move. I'm not sure if it's a non-move sort of move, but uh, still, Avery Williamson back in Denver. Uh, he's kind of that linebacker at this point where uh, he's been on, what is it, four rosters at this point this season, but <laughs> makes sense with uh, Justin Stranod and uh, Michael Ojemudia going on the sick bug reserve list. Um, so the Broncos bring in Avery Williamson and he joins the practice squad and gives the Broncos some depth, I guess, in case something happens. Am I, did I say the wrong name? He's no, he's on the 53 man roster. Actually, oh, he got 53. I thought he was yeah. signed to the practice squad. No, nope, 53 okay. man roster. Okay. Well, there we go. I thought I read practice squad. So, <laughs> um, well, Carl, what do, what do you think about that? What does that mean to Avery Williamson in general, but also the fact that he's 53 man roster versus the uh, practice squad? Listen up, Broncos country. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets. TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Well, I look at it one, your upcoming opponent. What are they good at running the football? What is Avery Williamson still good at stopping the run? That's throughout his entire career. That's been the strength of his game. For a couple years there, he actually was pretty decent against the pass when he still had some athleticism. He's kind of dropped off on that and now became one of the bigger liabilities at the linebacker position in coverage. But coming downhill, that guy makes plays. Uh, great example, last year he had 90 tackles for the Jets and the Steelers. 40 of those were considered stops. And what I mean by stop is, was it a successful play for the defense? Uh, they consider a stop if the offense on first down only gets like 45% of the yards needed. Second down, 60%. Third and fourth down, they don't make it. So he, he's making stops at a high level. He's meeting people in the backfield. And again, for this kind of game coming up, he's a perfect player to, to bring back for this. Now, against the Chiefs, against the Chargers, I don't want to see that guy on the field. No. But for one game, I, I'm good with this kind of move. Yeah, this is a game that, even though you said the Eagles are a good rushing team, it's it's weird because they do run the ball, but they should probably run the ball more than they do. Um, yeah. A lot of their runs are off Jalen Hurts. I think they do a good job. It's almost the high school game or the college game where they're running a lot of quarterback power out of empty sets in the backfield, and that creates a, a mismatch as far as the box number. 
And that's something the Broncos, it's going to be an interesting, uh, I guess, pull for Vic Fangio in this game. Cause he's going to probably need to lean into base package a little bit more three, four, even when they're going to try to spread you out and hit you with the screens, get just spacing vertically. So that way they can run the quarterback power up the gut. So we'll yeah. be interesting to see what Williamson can do in this game. It's going to be a big game for uh Baron Browning. It'll be a big game for Kenny young and those uh, defensive linemen as well. So it'll be interesting, but I'm glad we have Williamson here. Um, Good call on him being active 53. I thought, again, I thought I read that he was going to be <laughs> practice squad, but that, I mean, it makes, it makes sense to have him up. I don't think you will see him in this game, right? Like that's, that's one of the things where he's just coming in right now. Um, And if you have an injury, at least you're not going to, what was it? Curtis Robinson or whoever the heck got just, obliterated yeah. in the Cleveland game. Yeah. Sorry for Curtis Robinson. He has a family. He's a person, but like, <laughs> my God. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Nope. Oh, I was going to say, and it's easy to get this confused. Like Travis said, nine roster moves were made today. Yeah. Half of them for about practice squad, half of them mm-hmm. for sick bug move ups. IR. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of movement that was going on today. Yep. Uh, I, I didn't want to ask you talking about that. This is going to be a, a pretty, run heavy team, or I guess I should say a very exotic running team compared Mm -hmm. to what the Broncos have played. Who do you want playing edge for this game? Ah, man. I don't know if there's enough reps right right now with Cooper to say that I would lean Cooper, but I think there are enough reps as far as Malik Reed struggling there that maybe I would take a shot at Cooper. Um, Reed is more experienced in that regard and Weatherly for sure. I mean, the yep. length that he has his ability to play the edge, that one's a non-starter Weatherly starting at the edge against this team. Cause you're going to see a lot of RPOs. You're going to see a lot of uh, quarterback reads as far as, you know, giving it to the, the gut of the running back and reading that one key player and then pulling it back or giving it to him. So you need somebody that can really be strong on the edge with the length of power that Weatherly brings. I'm not so sure about Malik Reed versus Jonathan Cooper on the other side, but um, we'll see. But I did want to give a shout out here um, to Gary Leeds Palmer, who has been um, on our own uh, IR here for a second here, according at least that's my understanding, but it's great to have Gary back. Um, shout out Gary, man. You're, you're a real one. We appreciate it. Greg Smith is in the house too. Awesome to see Greg. And I think Gary was coming to the stars there. So extra shout out to uh, great uh, Gary for that one. Um, we also, oops, sorry, Scott, you go ahead. My hands are off the wheel. Boom. Nathan coming in. Uh, Thank you so much, Nathan. Nathan is also always a, he's be moving up quickly as far as a consistent contributor in the star category. So Nathan, we see you. Thank you so much. And uh, go Broncos, man. Go Nathan. Go, go Nathan and go Broncos. That's right. Mays also in the house. Awesome. Hello, Nick and Carl. Go Broncos. Um, and another move here. We got James coming in saying uh, congrats to Schlotman. Schlotman? Schlott, I think it's Schlotman on being placed on the 53-man roster. Yeah, this was... I think it was, you know, we talked about it this offseason, you know, going through of the Broncos roster. Like, what is Schlotman going to be in the long term for the Broncos? He's going to be somebody who bouncing on and off the practice squad. Um, and he's versatile on the inside, can play center or the guard positions, but not as much somebody as you are building towards being a starter. Now, you're happy you have him here right now, given yeah. this situation, but not somebody that uh, probably a long term option. And I'm happy to have him. No disrespect, Schlotman. I hope we don't see him on the field because that means yep. something went wrong. Yep. Most likely somebody got hurt. Yeah. Uh, you're right. He's one of those, you love him in the locker room because he's a try hard guy. He just doesn't, hasn't always had the talent to really make it to that next level. You know, there's just, there, there's a line there for the NFL. And I, I like Schlotman. I, I, like I said, I like the way that he works. I like that he's very well respected by his teammates. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that he's on the 53-man roster getting this opportunity if he actually gets called upon. And I, I wish the guy success. I really do. Um, yeah. 
But like I said, if he's on the field, I'm going to be a little nervous. It was kind of like this last week with Fleming getting into the game. I got pretty nervous that that was going to be the turning point of the game for the Broncos. And he held up pretty well. It it wasn't perfect, but considering how he was looking in training camp and how he looked in the preseason, he was heads and tails better than what he was. Yeah, no, it's really helpful uh, when you're uh, when you're up by a lead and you can really dictate and go after it on the ground game and uh, not get those guys working backward. Because, I mean, for a, what is it, six foot seven, 300 plus pound kind of guy at the tackle moving backwards against somebody who's smaller, lighter, more athletic, more bendy than you. I mean, what a hard and if you fail once, you can fail. You can get an F for the day. I mean, God, yeah. being an offensive lineman, really a thankless gig there. Um, but you know, you got to have those guys. We got chase saying, here we go. BTB. Um, we got an interesting question here from uh, chase as well. I wanted to get into this one. Obviously this is building the Broncos. So maybe a little bit more of an off season question before we really get into uh, this kind of stuff. But is it far fetched to think we don't bring back either jewel or Johnson next year um, for linebacker? So uh, what, what do you think here? I mean, these, both these guys looked really good this season, limited sample mm-hmm. size, but suffered a, the same pectoral injury. I don't think it's the same pec. I don't know if we know if it's left hit or right hit for the, for the guy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. What do you think here? Well, I mean, one, we're seeing you need depth at the position. Yeah. And so I don't want to go into next season just with Baron Browning and kind of some of these other guys of Sternod, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, you need, and you could bring back young, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I still would rather see them bring back two of the three between young Johnson and jewel, just because yeah. I want to keep that position depth wise looking good. And, and another part of this is we don't know, is this going to be Fangio's defense? Because if it is, I, I mean, jewel is a great fit in this defense. I know mm-hmm. he's not the most athletic guy by any means, but he, he knows the system. Well, seems to be in the right place at the right time. And as a good leader, good hard worker for the team. I'd love to have him back. Johnson, good downhill player, getting after mm-hmm. the blitz, getting after the run. You know, they at least bring a nice little variety to the to the defense there. Totally. And uh, so, and like I said, with injuries this year, I'm not sure I really want to make that position thin. And I'm not sure I really want to rely on rookies. I mean, Browning is playing out of his mind, honestly, from what I ever thought he would be this year. Yeah. Like, I, I thought if this guy gets on the field this year, we're in trouble because teams are just going to pick on him left and right. He doesn't look lost. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's a couple times he takes a few wrong steps, but his athleticism allows him to make up for it. And he seems to be getting better and better of making fewer wrong steps with each week that he starts. Yeah. It's speaking of Browning specifically, this is going to be a, a real measuring stick game for him, given what the Eagles like to do in the backfield with all the pre-snap movements, with the screens, with the power runs. It's a lot of deception back there, Um, and they can do that because Jalen Hurts is pretty smart with the football, and he's a good downhill runner, and they have a pretty highly invested in uh, offensive line. So that that's a big one. So we'll see how they look this week, but Browning is one where because he was kind of a, he was a Sam, but he did some edge work at Ohio State, dropping there, playing maybe like an overhang kind of safety linebacker edge. I mean, I don't even know. Ohio State runs <laughs> a kind of a weird defense. Yeah. Um, but they're really lucky because they can just play. Hey, we're gonna play man too. Just with the cornerbacks they have, but whatever. Um, but it'll be really interesting because he's gonna have to show that he's not gonna take the cheese and uh, he can be disciplined because they're gonna give you a lot of eye candy um, from the run game to try to deceive him and get him going the wrong way. And when that happens, that's when big runs can happen. But Big thing I wanted to say about Jewel, Alexander Johnson, and Young. I want to see what the market looks like for those guys. And then, personally, I think you can probably bring back Jewel less than Alexander Johnson. I think Alexander Johnson is going to be more highly sought after given his size. And I think he's more 
he's less scheme specific than Jewel. Yeah. Um, but if let's say Jewel and Alexander and Young all have a, the relatively same market, this is how much of a pick psychopath I am. If I can get a comp pick for Jewel and Alexander, even it's just a 2023, like seventh and sixth and bring back young for, cause he's not going to get a comp pick cause you trade for him in season. That might be enough for me to lean young, even if one of those guys is slightly better than the other. So a lot of yeah. things you have to factor in there. Um, Travis coming to the stars. I'd like to see young and Browning play playing in the middle. You definitely will this week. Um, it's going to be a big game for them. Uh, both those guys young for being a good solid athlete at the linebacker position, not good in coverage, but he's good uh, coming downhill sideline to sideline. So we'll see that. Um, and we also had stars coming in here from Travis Tarbox uh, saying evening fellas. I'm thinking Miners is going to be an absolute stud on the O-line Denver Broncos for life. Um, I like the spelling of Miners here. It's a little bit different. I think it's a German spelling of what was what he's going with there. Um, but it will be good to see Miners in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos really need to be almost stubborn with the run game this week because with the offensive line you have, you need to go after these guys because I don't want Miners playing over you know half his reps at pass blocking, especially if the guy next to him is going to be Cam Fleming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the, the guy across from him is probably going to be Cox. And I know yeah. he's not playing as good this year, but he's still a, a big name and he can yeah. still go and, and destroy a game. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm excited to see Miners. I, I really do think he's going to be a big part of the future for that offensive line. He, this last game, he was inconsistent. He had some great blocks, had some great plays, some very heads up plays, you know, running down the field seeing his running back got stalled, pushing him a little bit, all of a sudden turns that four or five yard gain into a 30 yard gain. Myers was, I would say, just as much a part of that run as Javante Williams yeah, and, and making that a success. And so you see the, the potential of what this guy can be. And he's a tone setter. The Broncos just don't have that tone setter on the offensive line right now. I thought it'd be Garrett Bowles, but he's just, he's not been it that year, this year. No, he's not he pancaking guys. He's not playing with that same, the same edge that you saw last season. Yeah. You and hope so, that they kind of start feeding into each other, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the dream when they really just start getting the ball rolling. And uh, maybe we start to see that after the bye week here, but we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. gotta beat the Eagles first right. uh, with a really unfortunate offensive line right now. But uh, you know, they played good last week. So positive vibes, Travis Starbucks. So let's get some positive vibes here. Cause I need it. Uh, so does Travis. Uh, also, Nick, do you think our backup quarterback at Iowa, not sure his name is better than uh, Spencer Petrus, uh, Alex Padilla. I know that he's been coached under uh, every the Denver's native quarterback guru. Um, oh my gosh, his name is TJ or um, Travis Jen- or Jenkins. Jenkins, yes, Jenkins Elite, right? Um, so yeah, I know he works with Padilla. So uh, I'm hoping that that'd be fun if uh, Padilla turns out pretty well. Padilla is much more twitched up than P- Petrus, and given Iowa has like a top twenty pick at the center, this is one of crazy. It's one of the worst offensive lines for Iowa's I've remembered in the last decade. So having somebody who's a little bit more athletic back there is going to help them. So uh, thanks for the, I love it. We got the Iowa Hawkeye uh, Denver Bronco crossover today. They made uh, Rosillo on his show, man. He was really bullying me today. Cause he compared the Iowa Hawkeye football program to Teddy Bridgewater. Where it's like, Oh yeah, kind of boring. They're out of it. And then all of a sudden they have a great game. It's like, Oh yeah, I forgot. They're pretty good. And then they, you know, forgotten again. So double yeah. whammy for me, Rosillo. <laughs> you're on the list. Um, Chase is on my list too, but the other list, um, you guys rock. Thank you, Chase. Uh, $2 super over on YouTube, getting his, uh, his getting his name in there for the chance at, uh, whatever jersey of his choice we also got andrew lampy coming in here saying howdy hope everyone had a wonderful day uh other than the tornado warnings had a good day here how about you carl good day yeah i i went and got a massage haven't done that in years and uh 
then came home, got a nice little workout in, and now I'm talking to all you fine folks. So like I said, it's been a, it's been a really relaxing day for me. And it's just obviously getting to see the Broncos win. It just makes the whole week a little bit nicer. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm on cloud nine here. Yeah. I'm on a good time. Um, and we got our Jersey, our stars update here for the Jersey for the month of November. Um, we're almost, God, we're already almost halfway there. Chad, you need to move up this. I mean, Broncos just need to keep winning. Then the good vibes roll, right? Um, but we're already halfway there um, for the goal of 200,000 stars for a Broncos jersey of your choice. Um, so that is incredible. And I think Chad is on the back. There we go. Boom. And we have our top uh, earners so far for the stars. Randy Jones. Obviously, awesome to see Randy there. Randy's killing it. Thank you so much, Randy. Travis, who's already been in here today. We got Doug Reichel coming in. Shane Daniels, obviously always in here. Uh, Matthew Beattie, Michael Ronquillo, Andrew Lampy, who's already made an appearance today, Tim Hoffman, Morgan Henry, Peter Middleton over in Cambodia, Travis, there you are, Travis, and Nathan, who's also been coming in pretty consistently as well. So you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, Carl, if you could win. Oh, we got, also got our top YouTube people here, the DWI guys, uh, superstars. So we got DWI guys, uh, Michaela Parker, Naj is in the house, DW, Corey H, Clado, uh, Geiger Gaming, I believe, Cody W., Damian Clark Warren there at nine and then 10th overall. Um, oh, Kiaka coming in. I got said it night. I have said it right. Kiaka has been around here enough. You're going to get the name right. Um, Brandon Harden, Chris Hernandez, Dave from Georgia, Mark from Georgia. And uh, is that Adam or Adden? Is that a spelling mistake? I don't want to miss it. Aiden. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, Clayton's in the house too. Good to see Clayton here on saying what's up Clayton. Um, and also Clayton's always smash that like button guys and share the show. Thank you so much. Carl, I got to ask a little off topic, not off topic, but what jersey would you get? Right. If you could, you get your chance of a Broncos jersey, your choice right now. I don't think there's any uh, perimeter as far as when they were here. What would you get? So it doesn't have to be a current player. A Bronco jersey of your choice. I think, you know, just like any Broncos jersey, you get any name on the back, right? It could be Carl Dumbler. Double <laughs> zeros, you know, <laughs> you know I, I think I would probably go Al Wilson, honestly. Ah. I loved watching that guy play. I know the linebacker position has changed like crazy since he played, but just yeah. I loved he brought such leadership. He was the tone setter of that defense back in those mm -hmm. days, and I, I just miss seeing him on the field. And I'm glad the Broncos are kind of starting to work to build up their relationship with him again. So he's starting to show up at a few events, and so starting to see him around again. And uh, I, I just I've always liked him. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, I said one that was just kind of uh, maybe a little too edgy, but uh, Bill Romanowski was one of my favorites growing up, and I think having a Romanowski jersey would be pretty fun, even though he's kind of off the wall and uh, leaned a little bit too hard into that Raiders stuff. But, uh, you know, um, that's one. I'd also, I was a big fan of, you know how I've always been such a defensive lineman guy. Um, a Trevor Price, 93. Oh, mm -hmm. that does, I, that... I would love a Trevor Price. Yeah, yeah. That number 93 just looks good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Travis Weber coming in here saying, I hope to see the same that we saw against Dallas. He's talking about the Broncos playing this week, the same as last week, uh, but think our Broncos are Jacqueline and Hyde team. Um, I mean, it's really hard to say if they're going to be the same we saw last week, given, I mean, do we expect the Broncos to be up 30 to zero versus <laughs> any team the rest of the way? Probably not. That game was somewhat of a aberration. I would not expect that again, but as far as going out there, running the ball effectively, playing good defense, um, to taking the air out of the ball and getting after the quarterback. That was the first time this year that we've really seen them get after the quarterback like that. That would be incredible uh, to see them do that again. I think it's going to be pretty hard to find that consistency with the injuries that they're having right now. There's just, there's so many injuries in the offensive line. The secondary is dinged up again. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd have a hard time with that. 
Yeah. We got Gary Leeds Palmer coming in again. Uh, thank you again, Gary. Is Miners a starter now? Yeah, I I have a hard time seeing him give back that position. You think they will go Miners over uh, Natain Moody? It sounds I do. like there's a little bit of could go either way right now. Okay. I, I think with how Moody played, and like I said, tone setter. I mean, Moody's a tone setter too, so don't, don't get me wrong. Both those guys coming in. Uh, pardon me, if you really want to run down their throats, get both those guys starting at the guards positions and just say, we're just going to push this pile and, uh, and maybe tell uh, Reisner, Hey, you played center your freshman year of college. We're going to have you play center. Get those three big boys going down the middle of the field. I I would love that. Honestly, I, I know the Broncos will never do it. And obviously Reisner does not practice that center position. So it wouldn't work out that way. But uh, I I just, if you really want to be a tone setting offense with the run game, I think that that could be your future for the Broncos, yeah. but uh, I mean, it, it hurts a little bit because Cushenberry is coming off of arguably his best game of his career. That's true. He, the there were a few plays. He was actually blocking his guy five yards down the field. Yeah. He did a great job him. of getting to the second level, something That's, he hasn't done this whole season. All right. I'll just shut up. So, I'm say. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it exactly just, it was, it was very surprising yeah. how many times I saw him making a key block down the field. Yeah. It, it totally. was just that, the whole offensive line that was easily their best game by far. And which is so surprising when you have so many backups coming in and out of the lineup throughout yeah. the game, it, it just was, it was a chef's kiss. You know, that, that was, that's what you wanted all season. That's what we were thinking. This whole season was going to be for the Broncos. If they were going to be successful, that's what they were going to be. And yeah. uh, so it was nice Beautiful. to see it. that that question before I did want to point out something that is difference. No, no. Uh, the one before that, sorry. Um, about whether this offense is Jekyll or Hyde. Oh, from Travis. Yeah. Um, I got it. Jerry Judy being back. Oh, yes. I think that is such an underrated part of why the Broncos are finding success these last couple weeks, picking up third key, key third downs. You know, week one, when he was in there, I think they got like 62% of three of third down percentage completion or whatever. Uh, now they're at 56% over the last two games. 28% in the games without Judy. That is so big in keeping those drives going and actually getting points out of drives. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I think that this is maybe not like winning by 30, you know, or being up 30 points, yeah. but I think they can be a consistent 24 to 26 point offense moving forward. Well, everybody knows it's more about the points per possession than it is the total game, right? That's, that's way more interesting. <laughs> everybody wants to talk about yeah. that. The, the efficiency metrics, right? That's, that's what, that's what gets all the, the girls talking about football these days. Um, Broncos for Broncos first in the draft saying, Hey guys, is this team going to make me change my name? I looked at uh, football outsiders today. What do you, what do you think the Broncos odds are of having a top five pick this year? 5%. Oh, it's like 0.04. <laughs> it's oh, like, <laughs> it's crazy low. So it's, okay. it's not going to happen. I mean, you already have six or, Five wins in the bank. Um, yep. Most of the teams that are picking in the top five, you maybe have one that's uh, picking there that only that has five wins. Maybe. So the Broncos would have to lose the rest of the games. I don't think it's happening. Maybe a top 10, but uh, I don't think that's happening. I think this team is, I hopefully, I hope they found an identity, something that we've been screaming at them. Obviously easy to say from where we sit, but uh, run the ball effectively, play action, third and short, keep the ball rolling, shorten the games good defense. We do say good special teams too. That one still evading us, but we'll see. Uh, Lando Lee coming in with stars. Thank you so much, Lando. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, don't text and drive. I can see your picture there. Be careful. Um, <laughs> we got Cody W's coming in too and saying, I take a champ Bailey Jersey miss watching him play. I would pick a champ Bailey Jersey. Already got one. Yeah. Um, that's it's, that's it's why I didn't one, but yes, 
I, I, I do. Would. I have Champ Bailey as well. So that's why I stayed away from it. Peyton Manning got that. Von Miller got that. Uh, I'm a little upset right now. The only only thing that really upsets me, I mean, there's a lot of things, I guess, that upset me with the Von Miller thing, but my my son's first jersey is Von Miller. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like two weeks after I give it to him, he gets traded. Yeah. Maybe you should give him a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Um, <laughs> that's good. Let's get them the heck out. Justin Herbert jersey, too, after that. Um, We got Cody W. coming back in saying, looks like Fuller finally pulled his head out, too. Uh, pulled his head out of somewhere, but hats off to Fuller. I know he got a game ball. I know a lot of players embraced him for that um, when that happened. And uh, he, they're going to need him the rest of the way. And he looked actually looked really good in that nickel spot. I, it sounds like Bryce Callahan will be out for the rest of the regular season. Um, who knows about playoffs? But that looks like it's going to be fuller spot. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, we, we're talking about it, right? It's possible. It you is. win this game, man. Luke and I had a big, not a big back and forth, but like you know, talking about how this Broncos are going to get beat by Dallas. I'm like, listen, you go in, you beat Dallas, you execute, you, then you're five and four. You got the Eagles coming home, six and four. Then the bye week. Things can happen, man. Yeah. Believe and not the, to get the all division, that last win here. <laughs> the division looks beatable right now. Oh Chiefs look terrible. Yeah. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers plays in that game, they lose by like 20 points in yeah, that game. For sure. I mean, yep. it, it was so bad. Yep. Uh Chargers have kind of they peaked early and have kind of had some struggles yep. on both sides of the ball at different times. Yep. Raiders are <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I, I think they are a team that's just going to implode. They've had too many things going against them. Yep. You know, the, the John Gruden thing, I think that galvanized the team for a couple of weeks. But now you just got thing out, the players going crazy. I, I don't know. So I, I think they're going to fall off a cliff. I really do think this division could be won by the Denver Broncos, which I mean, I don't think any of us hardly yeah. would have even tried to speak that into existence before the yep. season. Yeah, again, going football outsiders, I like to check them on Tuesday. I like to check all my data on Tuesdays after the week is uh, finished. Um, I looked at the mean wins based on their simulations of what each team in the division gets. Folks, if I told you that the, every single one of these teams in this division was within one game of their projected or of their wins, th- unbelievable. Uh, Chargers projected wins, 9.9. Uh, Chiefs projected wins. I think it was 9.6. Broncos mm-hmm. projected wins, 9.2. Raiders projected wins, 9.0. We still have... W- let me see five more division games left for the, I mean, wow, this is going to be, we're going to have meaningful football for the first time in like six years down, down the stretch here, five years. So I'm really excited about, I'm also excited to get to the Bugmeister $5 over on YouTube saying uh, Judy has helped free up the other guys. He opens up a lot of things. Yeah, Carl. I mean, good point. This is something we've talked about before. I think it's really true for Shermer out of 11 personnel, right? Like running that 11 personnel, you see Judy in the slot. They're doing a lot of pre-snap motion too with him, which I've loved uh, to help give that quarterback a read on what the defense is going to be before the snap even happens without the pass yep. rush coming, right? It's beautiful. Um, and Judy's the only wide receiver on this team that I think can separate on grass off the snap. Like Cortland Sutton can, I think when he's healthy, also he's so big that sometimes you know he's open when he's not. Tim Patrick down the field, et cetera, et cetera. But like you need somebody in this offense that can win an ISO one-on-one that you can just get the ball to, right? Hot read, right. there it goes. When KJ Hamler went down, Judy went down before him. But once after KJ Hamler went down, didn't have that guy, right? And they, they leaned on like Noah Fant for that, which is not his role. And he's kind of swimming right now. But uh, Judy opens up a lot. He's not even 100%, but man, he is a good player. And I'm excited to see him get better and better. I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, both these games so far, he's not aggravated anything. Yeah. When he went down after that one catch and grabbed his leg, did you about start crying? Because I did. You know, I think I blocked that out of my memory. I'm like, hey, okay. He, he grabbed his leg and they did a, they had a hot mic in that area and he just went and he said something about 
uh, somebody said, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm okay. I don't have any knees. And uh, I, I can't, it, I, it's not quite that worded, but uh, mm. oh man, that was, that was a scary moment. And he got back up, still made some more plays. And I, I think he is one of the biggest keys to the success or failure of the rest of the season. He really is. He really is. Cause he, again, the passing game doesn't have to be by volume, but you need it to be efficient. And with Teddy to Judy, it can be efficient. And what's nice is when you have these guys, um, if a team like the Cowboys from my second watch, and it looks like they s- tried to scheme out Cortland Sutton. Yep. And when you have other guys you can give the ball to fine, you know, oh, it's, it's not Cortland Great. Sutton's day. I'll throw the ball to Tim Patrick. I'll throw the ball to Jerry Judy. And when you have a smart enough quarterback that can read it and understand that's happening, you can take advantage of that. So it's, it's great. You know, pick your poison out there. Uh, Eclipse Stormborn coming in. It has, it's been a bit Eclipse. Hope you're doing well. $2 says a uh, happy Tuesday, Bron- uh, building the Broncos and Broncos family. Uh, thank you very much. Eclipse. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, we appreciate you. Well, For sure. Thank you. Here. Andrew Baker with the stars. I'm sure. Cause Andrew is a constant star giver over on Facebook. We appreciate you. Andrew heard a lot about the run game and whether or not to keep Gordon. Looks to me, we might want to keep him. I know Williams is a killer, but man, Gordon isn't done yet. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. This guy with the glasses also. Okay, let's you got to act that out. If you're going to do the stars, we'll act it out. Um, but the, I guess it depends on the emoji. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think here, Carl? I know that we've talked a little bit about the the run game and everything here. What are your thoughts on Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon? Uh, Scott and I went down that uh, conversation a little bit this morning. Well, I, I think they play really good complementary football to each other. The other thing is they're both three down backs, so you can't really guess what's coming depending on which one's on the field. They can both pass block. They can both get out there, catch pass. Uh, Gordon's a little bit better receiver. I think he's also a little more consistent as a blocker. But, I mean, Williams isn't that far behind on any of those things, really. Mm-hmm. And and then Gordon is a little bit better in the red zone of finding a hole and actually getting into the end zone. And a lot of people are like, why do they keep taking Williams out of the red in the red zone or in the goal line areas? Well, it's because Gordon's one of the best – goal line running backs in the NFL. He just is. And that's what you paid him for, but you might as well get it out of him while you got him. Uh, Now, actually paying him after the season, it's all going to come down to, it's going to come down to a few things. If you go trade for a veteran quarterback, quarterback like Wilson, I don't think you bring back Gordon because you're already paying so much for the quarterback. You're going to have to start cutting in some other areas. You can go find a rookie quarterback in the sixth, seventh undrafted round and probably still do really well in that situation because you got Williams as your your lead guy. You go get a rookie, though, well, then you can afford to overpay at some other positions. You can afford to pay both both Sutton and Tim Patrick and be okay that you're overpaying at one position. You can be okay paying Gordon again. I I don't think you'd pay him what he just got in this last contract. No. I hope not. (laughs) But I, I think he'd be willing to take a discount if he thought this is a good place. He seems happy in Denver. And a lot happier than he ever did with the Chargers. That's for sure. And so I I don't mind the idea of bringing him back if you're bringing in a rookie quarterback. Or if if you stick with Teddy and he doesn't ask for the moon when it comes to a contract. Yeah, that that stopgap kind of, hey, he's competent, but we know he's not long-term. I agree with you. And it's pretty interesting. Um, Talking about Williams versus Gordon is that Williams, I think he has eight yards of 15-plus or eight runs of 15 plus yards this year. Gordon only has one. Um, he also is way more in like 10 plus yard runs, but uh, J- Javante Williams also is like bottom five this year for qualifying running backs in rushing success rate, which means that he's not down to down getting it done. I think he's also one of the highest in zero or negative yard runs. So just very boomer bust right now. Um, he he's he likes to energy. bounce it. Yeah. 
you're not very patient right now. Uh, maybe yep. if you really invest in the offensive line and get some guys who can move earth, like then it doesn't matter as much, right? He's just getting to the second level because you have the guys to block it. Um, but Gordon right now, I think we need to appreciate of how good he is too. I think Gordon's actually one of the least stuffed running backs this season, which is crazy because the offensive line hasn't been that good uh, in the run blocking department until this last game. Kiaka coming in. We gave you a shout out earlier. Kiaka, hey. I hope you saw it. How's it? Hope you're doing well. Uh, my thought on Williamson, initially he was signed to the practice squad Asked for his release. This time he agreed to re-sign. Uh, there we go. Under. Okay, there we go. I was like, oh, I don't know what that word means. Okay, so um, signing to the 53. So he's on the 53 right now. Um, it, again, this might just be a, you're here right now. And then once Justin Strenad is off the sick bug list, uh, thank you for giving us depth at this time in case things went off the rail. Right? And I think that's probably the most likely scenario for Williamson. You're muted, by the way. Nope. Okay. Well, I can't hear him. Scott, could you hear him? Nope. Okay. Well, uh, Carl's going to figure that out for a second, but thank you very much for the comment there. Uh, Kiaka, not, he's not sure what's going on. Carl, you can take your time. I, it's okay. I got it. Oh, oh, we're there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, the maneuvering of Williamson here for, is he long-term or is it just kind of a, he's here for this game? I, I think, honestly, I think he could stick around for the season just because like I said, you don't like past your top three guys right now. I'm not liking much of what else is there. Yeah. And so Williamson, at least he brings one high quality area. Like I said, against the run, maybe he can offer a little bit in special teams. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think he can stick around on the roster. I, I just, he, he's obviously not a long-term solution at anything. And for the rest of his career, he's just kind of, kind of bounce around between rosters. That That's just where he is in his career, unfortunately. And, and linebacker is one of those positions that, teams kind of figure they can find a replacement level player and feel good about it and not pay him a whole lot. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm glad he is in Denver right now. Yep. No, totally. Uh, Travis saying he's talking about the energy for the Jacqueline Hyde. The Broncos better bring the energy this week. However, I, I am a little bit concerned that uh, after that high of that Dallas game, right? Like going in there and just loving yourself and each other, maybe that um, this Eagles game is a little tougher. And that scares me a little bit. I mean, I've just seen teams too many times that are not quite good enough to rest on their laurels. Not that they're going to rest on their laurels, but like, you know, breathe for a second after you're coming off a big win. And then you, oh, okay, exhale. Oh, snap. We're down 14 to zero in the second quarter. And it's because, yep. you know, we were reflecting on how good we looked in that Dallas game. You know, that's mostly, most of the time you see that happen in college, but still it's, it's definitely something uh, I'm concerned about. Yeah, the, the Broncos haven't been a team that's been known for great energy this year. No, you know, usually a lot of games they they take a while to get into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean the offense hasn't scored but once with their first drive this whole season. Yeah, and then in that game they just gave it right back and then it folded real quick. But yeah. I, I'm with you. You're right. They they need to show they can bring the energy more than one game. I'm I'm hoping that what this what this did was. One galvanized team all together and just say, hey, we can do this. Mm -hmm. Look how great we played. We can we can go out there and do this again. We're going before in front of our home crowd. They're going to be energized. They're going to be excited once again that we're going to be a great team. And and maybe we can get out there and, and just really dominate and show, hey, we're back in this. Uh, so I, I just, again, it's going to come down to, I said this on the show with Eric on Friday. I said the Broncos can win the Cowboys game if they do two things. If they, they can punch them in the mouth early in the game, which they did two fourth down stops. And yeah. then of course the offense scoring two early touchdowns 
in that game and uh, kind of taken over. And then, of course, winning in the trenches. Uh, I said, if they can do that, they can go out there and win this game. If they fail in the first quarter, I'm sorry, the, the Cowboys are just going to be too much for them. And, uh, and I think this is another game where you got to punch them in the mouth early and let the Eagles know, I'm sorry, this is not your day. Yeah. And, uh, Eagles team, I'm very much, you guys know this, you've been following me at all. Um, I'm very much a, uh, draft of positions of value and you should be able to find and develop other positions like safety and linebacker. And the Eagles really lean into that besides the identifying good talent day two, day three and developing them because their linebackers and safeties very bad. And uh, right now their defensive line, they can get after the quarterback a little bit, but they struggle in the run. So this should be a good game for the Broncos as far as physicality with the run game. Um, So hopefully that can establish that energy. If you can come in and punch them in the mouth a few times, that opening drive of the run game, and then maybe even a big play action over the top, uh, things can get the ball rolling there. And then that's when the formula is working, baby. Once you have that lead, this team can really roll. Um, But if they're playing from behind, a little bit tough. I know it's easy. Oh, if we will be good, if we play with a lead, but like it really matters for this team for how they're built. Uh, Travis coming in saying this rookie class is full of studs. No doubt. Uh, (laughs) Man, it really is. I think we're listening to him today. Uh, Scott and I this morning, like six of them that were playing big time roles in this game. Maybe not every single one becomes a starter, but you're going to need depth and rotation at a lot of these spots long-term. And you have these guys for three and a half more years. It's a very good foundation for Peyton. I mean, we jury still out on the quarterback. I know that I had a little bit of a longing watching Justin Fields play last night, considering how good he looked versus a very good defense, but the very good class. And it's definitely something you can build off of for sure. And, and I mean, it was kind of crazy seeing some of the other guys that stepped up as well that are kind of some of the unknowns Harrison. I know he's not a rookie, yeah, but seeing even other young guys beyond just this rookie class, second, third year guys, some of them undrafted that have just, kind of floated out there for a while. And now we're actually going out there, making a name for themselves on this Broncos roster. Uh, You know, the, the defensive lineman. uh, Stevens, is that right? Shamar Steven. Shamar Steven. I thought he had a pretty good game. Williams had a good game. Uh, Williams. I thought was one of the underrated stars of just really helping control the line of scrimmage there for the defensive line. And, uh, and so you're just getting a lot of guys stepping up that most people in the rest of the league would be like, who's that? I've never heard of this guy before, but yet they're going out there making plays. And yes, this rookie class, it really sets the Broncos up that they can do so much in this next draft or through trades for a quarterback, Mm -hmm. because you've got some depth now that you can build off of and say, we've got quality players at a lot of positions. We can feel good trading quite a few picks if we need to. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Travis saying, hope Peyton has another great draft next year. Um, Absolutely. I mean, he has, what is it? five top 100 picks should be a lot of fun there. Um, and also Andrew comes in and says, I feel there is enough Andrews involved that we should get a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the Andrews of MHH. I- I'm about it. That'd be fun. You got to talk to chat about that, but uh, that would be a lot of fun. Gary coming in here saying, I hate to bring this up. But what do you think will happen to drew lock? Um, drew lock is a right now, a cheap viable backup that has good arm talent and athleticism that you hope it clicks. And at some point you probably are still going to need him. You have one and a half years of control left. And the only way I'm getting rid of him is if somebody gives me like a round three pick, I would be listening for a round three pick. Um, I don't think you're going to get that right now, given the last tape he showed was not round three quality. And with only one year of control left. Um, But uh, you know, he still has value on this team as a backup. You know, we've seen teams come in and their backup comes in and the team just falls apart. I don't think this team is going to completely fall apart with Locker. I think he's viable enough that you can still win a game with him. So um, 
the only way I'm getting rid of him is that, like Drew Locke like comes out and says like point blank like trade me like trade me trade me trade me I need to go somewhere else so we'll see yeah and you know th- this is this is a big moment for this kid yep uh he's had a lot of adversity working against him this year of uh, obviously losing the quarterback competition came in for his one half of football didn't look great in that half of football now he's in protocol for the sick bug yep. so there's just been a lot of things that have gone wrong for him obviously this season how he responds to that will show a lot to other teams can this kid really grow can he mature can he actually become a viable starter in the nfl i don't think he's fully out of that kind of conversation by any means no. he, he's got the physical talent to, to be a good quarterback in the nfl and he's just like i said he's just got to show mentally that he can handle this game on a week-to-week basis be a good teammate too, right? Like what he's yep. doing right now, prepping, still being dialed in. Like we're not seeing it, but everybody in that locker room and the coaching staff is seeing if he's involved or not and tuned in and trying to get better, even though he's not the starter. And that, that'll go a long way. So who, who knows? You can only speculate on that. Uh, Cody W saying Williams is looking better and better. He's got to be a little less feast and famine uh, for my liking, but I love it that they are feeding him a lot because uh you're getting explosive plays from him and your passing game isn't always the most explosive. So the fact that you can get those from the run game, it's beautiful. And if you start getting those linebackers second guessing, especially against this Eagles team, uh, getting plenty of carries for both these guys, they're both hot. I mean, that's, that's great. So I'm really excited about the future of Williams Gordon for the future. I'm enjoying him right now. I'm using him up. Um, it will depend on what his market is. Uh, I'd be totally fine with Williams being just the alpha next year, rather yeah. than a one a and one B. Uh, but right now I'm appreciating both of them. And we'll see what the market looks like for Gordon. Right. For sure. And you know, that's one thing I'd love to see after his great game, Use that to your advantage, especially against this weak linebacker core. Yeah. I, I said it in our chat earlier today. I'd be running RPOs where they have oh, to yeah. worry about Williams coming up the middle, and then you got Judy coming in right behind them. Man, I, I think that could be deadly, just making them have to make some of those choices. But we got Mark coming in here with the $10 super. Really appreciate it, Mark. Wonder why teams don't put a tiny camera hidden in the quarterback's helmet. Be fun to view later for fans and a great way to help develop rookies. I would love to see Teddy Bridgewater view. Or it Tom would probably Brady have view, to be, I'm not sure. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's view. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably have to be approved by the league um, to do something like that, to have that kind of equipment in there, right? Um, so I'm not sure if that's the thing. I remember there was a video game back in the day where you could be the player, um, and you get, there was actually one of the views where you were like in the helmet, and, oh, God, it was so hard to play when that, that was your your view, and you could read like the name in the helmet so you knew who which player you were. But, uh, yeah, that would be that'd be a lot of fun to do. I don't know if it's coming anytime soon, but if there's any league that could invest in something like that, it's the NFL. Maybe first they need to invest in some uh, better refereeing, um, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, you know priorities, right? Yeah. So thank you very much and, for the comment, Mark. Uh, Ten dollars right. that means a lot. And and they do use GoPros during training camp. Yeah. Because they they want to see how the eyes of the quarterback are going through their progressions, and mm-hmm. so then later on when they're doing film review with the quarterbacks, they can say, okay, hey, you should have been getting through this this much quicker. You should have noticed this in the defense. So there's some of that. I know uh, when Drew Lock was injured his rookie year. They also used a kind of a VR, a training. Yeah. VR where that was kind of how that was set up mm-hmm. uh, so that he could actually go through his views. And, and that's, that's when he played his best was after using that. And yeah. so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if more and more quarterbacks kind of got those kind of things set up in their houses just to go mm-hmm. through extra reps that you wouldn't be getting in training camp, man. If we'd have had that, you know, 10 years ago or six years ago and just told Paxton Lynch, it was a video game. Maybe he'd have become a good quarterback. <laughs> 
You know, it's like, oh, it's, it's not real football. It's a video Hall game. Of fame. You can do some uh, Fortnite dances on it, or whatnot, man. It's it's great. It's not real. It's a video game. Good job, Paxton. We yeah. Give you new skins or whatever the heck is going on. Uh, Cody W coming in five dollars. How do you guys feel about Sutton versus Patrick? Are they both coming back, or are they both coming back? I still don't think Sutton is a full one hundred percent right now. I agree. I don't think he's at one hundred percent. No. There's still a few times where I'm seeing him rounding off his routes. Where last or the year before that. His sophomore year, he was really making sharp, sharp cuts, looking like he was going to be a true top, top five, top seven wide receiver in football. And so th- there's still a little bit of recovery. If I'm choosing between the two, and I know I, I've seen this is kind of crazy to me, but there's a lot of people that are picking Tim Patrick over, over Sutton. And, and, and if we factor in contract of what each of them are going to get, I could hear that argument. But if we're going straight up one versus the other, Sutton still has that ability to be that top five, top seven guy. Cause like I said, he's not hundred percent when he gets back to hundred percent, man, imagine what this offense can be. You know, I, I think as the season progresses here, you're going to see him take over some games as well. When they have, when teams figure out they have to worry about Tim Patrick, that they have to worry about Jerry Judy, maybe Noah Fant starts getting into to some of this. Okwebenom, of course, he had a few plays this last game. And, and so I think Sutton's going to have his opportunities to really show he should be the guy that gets paid by the Broncos. Yeah, it's just you shouldn't let your young dynamic talent walk when you're the Broncos who have struggled to find any points the last six years. Right. Um, So you have a lot of cash right now. And what happens in the quarterback position will likely dictate what you can spend at wide receiver. But quite frankly, I'd love to pay both um, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Maybe that's hard to do, but uh, you're running a system here where you have a lot of 11 personnel. You're running a lot of three wide receiver sets. Um, you have KJ Hamler. It's going to take 18, 24 months coming off that injury. And so you don't have that wide receiver. Uh, and if you let Tim Patrick go, you're honestly talking about using a top 100 pick on a wide receiver again. I mean, really you are. Cause you have to have another guy in there in the chamber that's developing. I mean, no disrespect yeah. to Seth Williams is a six rounder, but I don't think that's going to cut it. Right. So um, I think, you, you're going to have to see what Sutton looks like down the stretch. And uh, we got Cody W here talking about uh, Sutton as well. Same problem. We don't know if Sutton will ever be a hundred percent. That's true. Uh, we do not know if he'll ever be a hundred percent, but uh, Sutton at 90, 95% should get better and better. And he's still progressing there. So yep. uh, he just looks like a different player. Um, he's more dynamic. And uh, again, even though Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy had more stats this last week, my eye watching the all 22, a lot of the coverage was being rolled to watch out for number 14 in the Broncos because he's one of the top five in air yards per reception this season. He's a down the field player, and I think he can he can do more above the rim, uh, short yardage, just just a more dynamic player than Penn, Tim Patrick. Tim yeah. Patrick is a heck of a player, though, man. Like I tell Scott on the we do a Falcons talk on his channel. If the Falcons can target Tim Patrick, that's freaking gold because of how good he is as a blocker on the edge. You're running 12 personnel and you get that size to go with Kyle Pitts. I mean. I would, that's such a good signing if they could do that. But I personally, Sutton's the guy to get. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, and if they go a rookie quarterback in this draft, if they decide, hey, we can't trade for for Russell Wilson, then yes, please bring them back. Because three veteran wide receivers for a rookie quarterback to work with of that caliber. Yeah. And of course, then you got two tight ends that are pretty dynamic as well. Got a great running game in Williams. That sets up a, a rookie running or a rookie quarterback for success. If, if they fail, it's all on them. You can't sit there and say, "Hey, we didn't give you the help that you needed to, to be successful." And and so again, if they go that direction, yeah, I'd say 
go pay those guys what you want. You can overpay and feel really good about it. Yeah, totally. Andrew coming to the stars again, man, maybe the third or fourth time today. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, what do we feel about bowls coming back? He could have another two weeks of to heal. And it didn't seem like we needed him last Sunday. Go Nick and go Carl does not sound like bowls is going to play this week. Uh, the ankle is still an issue. Um, so we're going to see another Calvin Anderson out there. This matchup should be better for Calvin Anderson. Uh, then the last game, I know that Vic Fangio and Mike Munchak love Calvin Anderson as well. So he's playing pretty well. Um, no, that's, that's great. I'm not sure if he's as viable as a swing with the right tackle, to left tackle, but Garrett Bowles is the money guy. He's going to be back playing again when he's healthy, but for right now to have a viable guy in there, that's not tanking your offensive line. That's better than most teams can say about even some of their starting tackles, let alone their backup. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. He's a, he's a good swing tackle. He's exactly what you want. A guy that can yeah. come in there, like I said, not destroy your offense just because he's in the game. You can't just sit there and target him and say, that's the guy that's the weak link on this offensive line. And yeah. and so very proud of how he played this last week. Absolutely. But you, you still want Bulls to get healthy. You'd rather have Anderson as your, your swing tackle again, that he's the backup uh, that you can account on if, if Bulls comes back. And, and it, it is nice that the, the bye week is happening when it is. Man, the, the Broncos need it real bad almost this week more than anything but hopefully they can survive one more game and then get some time for these guys to get rested up yeah no absolutely it's a it's a great point um some matters of business here i guess for the broncos um that people are you talk about this information the broncos um moved on from duke dawson uh he was just activated and then today released uh, any thoughts there carl he's not been a great player when he's gotten his opportunity yeah. you know i i kind of liked when they traded for him from the, the Patriots thought, Hey, this guy's got some potential. He's got the ability to kind of be that slot safety cornerback, whatever you want to call him. He's got that potential and he just, he's never lived up to it. He's looked lost on the field when he has had his opportunities and just a guy that a lot of teams wanted to pick on. So I, I don't blame them for moving on. I'm, I'm a little nervous with Patrick Sertan. Is he playing this week? Ojemudia just on. went on sick bug protocol. And Bassey, is he back? So I, I feel like you're maybe making your cornerback room a little bit thin by not having Duke Dawson around. I think stylistically, though, this might be a game where you're not as hurting at the cornerback room because I'm expecting yeah. to see more base package in response to the Eagles trying to run quarterback power. Um, so you got to have those cornerbacks tackle if you're doing that, which Sertan actually had a pretty poor rep this last week where he was kind of, I think Cooper just kind of slipped around him um, mm -hmm. down the left sideline, which going to happen sometimes, but um, Caden Stearns also some cornerback reps, some nickel reps. You have uh, Kyle Fuller there. So losing Sertan won't be the best, but uh, it is what it is. So Sternod and Ojemudia went on the sick bug list. Uh, Natane Moody is on a roster exemption right now, but he should be back. Austin Schlotman being promoted with uh, Graham Glasgow going to IR and uh, Drew Locke and Noah Fant remain on the sick bug list for now. And I think those are the main moves that really stick out to me. A lot of these other ones are you know, practice squad protections, bringing some guys up like Casey Tucker also brought up, but like, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you guys, Casey Tucker. I don't even think I've heard of him before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Eclipse coming in here saying, if not Wilson or Rogers, how about Matt Ryan? I mean, mm, I really like Matt Ryan. I think he's a great quarterback. The issue is his contract makes it really hard for the Eagle or the uh, Falcons to trade him. Um, cause they have to eat a lot of dead cap. His arm is starting to regress some, um, he's still a great quarterback. He's been playing like a top 10, 15 quarterback here. Um, but I'm worried like how much you'd have to pay 
versus the return for a quarterback who's declining, given you'd probably have to overpay for the Falcons to be interested in eating that much dead cap. Does that, does that make sense? It's like, I'd like it him, does. but I just don't know if contractually speaking, you can entice them to move on from him. Yeah. And if the Broncos keep Shermer, I think Matt Ryan can be a good quarterback for that system mm-hmm. because he's, he's smart, gets the ball out quick. Yeah. He's got a good enough arm. Uh, and I think he'd work well with the Broncos weapons of what they have, mm-hmm. depending on, I guess, who they bring back, of course. And the offensive line's not great, and he's not a great running quarterback, obviously. Yeah. So there, there could be some issues there. I, I think I think it has been a little bit underrated what Teddy has done of manipulating the pocket, yep. of at times making the offensive line look better than what they've actually played. Yep. Now, Teddy's held on to the ball way too long sometimes, tries to make too much out of a play that's not there, and takes too many sacks, of course. But like I said, he, he does really well of manipulating the pocket. I just kind of wonder with Matt Ryan, if he was behind this offensive line, what what would be happening? I, I think he does pretty good manipulating the pocket too. I mean, but it, I, I just really, I've been impressed with Teddy in that area. Yeah, no, he's, he's been good. I really like Matt Ryan as well. Sorry, Scott's making me laugh in the background here. Um, we got Ziegler coming in here, the $5 super saying, what's up guys, Patrick Sertan, the second or Jerry Judy in what color? I'm thinking of Navy. To be honest, I wish the Navy were just the home jerseys and orange for alternates. Zegler, I uh, disagree with you on this take. I'm all about the orange. There are like 42 teams in the NFL that are navy blue, so uh, there's no <laughs> orange. So I like that the Broncos are orange. I get the whole mystique about Broncos have never won a Super Bowl with their orange being the primary, but uh, you know superstitions are just that until they're broken. So uh, I think I would like I would personally even going against or even further leaning into the orange, I'd go the color rush Jerry Judy with the, I like I don't like the swooshes. I like the the stripes much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a color rush, uh, Patrick Sertan or Jerry Judy would be beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I would, man, I want one now. Yeah. Sign me up, Ziggler. Um, Cody W coming in. Are we going to see Ojemudia play this year? LOL. <sighs> we will. Hamstrings are tricky, man. Um, hamstrings are tricky, are really tricky. I don't know. It's, it's something that can be a, a bleeder. It could be something that lingers a long time. Um, but, I, I'd be really concerned about that with the, the hamstring. Luckily, the Broncos have not needed him yet, per se, but uh, it's something that I'm definitely worried about. Yeah. So we'll see him. Like I said, it, it is. I've had a hamstring before and rested it for two months yeah. and thought, oh man, I'm feeling really good. Let me go for a run. I was down for another two months after one run. Yeah. And they, they just, it, it, they are so tricky. Because you do, you start feeling good and you push yourself too hard. Yep. That's one of the main things that a, a doctor will tell you. You cannot start pushing it hard just because you start feeling better. Yep. It's not fully healed. <laughs> but uh, we got Travis coming in here asking about, what about Ajim? McTelvin, are you asking about a jersey for Ajim? Uh, he hasn't earned that yet, no. Um, 95, <laughs> McTelvin Ajim, second year player out of Arkansas. He's one that he was essentially a day three pick, right? Like one of the last picks in round three of that draft. Uh, He was a weird position because Arkansas played this like three, three, five defense. And a lot of what Ajim was asked to do is not very uh, translatable to the next level. Um, And he played very high coming out of Arkansas as well. So, but he has the frame. He has the athleticism. He's somebody that was going to take a couple years to really develop and hopefully get a shot at the NFL level. So even though we haven't seen much Ajim yet this year, I'm really waiting until next season to make a definitive good pick, bad pick sort of arrow on the spectrum, right? Like I want to see another year of strength and conditioning before he's out there. And that, the interior defensive line is one where 
the, the three technique, five technique kind of guys, the defensive ends, which is where Ajim would play. You haven't had injuries there. God, knock on all the wood. Um, like you have at other positions. So you'd see him if you had those injuries. Um, but Harris and Jones have been healthy. So you haven't seen him. Defensive lineman. I, I think that's one of the positions that develops the slowest in the NFL. Because Unless they're super freaks. Yes. You have some freaks. There's just so few of them that as a rookie make a huge impact and just make you go, that guy's a star. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them. It is like you said, year three, year four, we're all of a sudden they're emerging and you're going, Oh my gosh, this guy is something. Uh, mm-hmm. Leonard Williams is a great example. First couple of years in the league. Not great. No, now he's one of the top defensive linemen in football, especially getting after the quarterback. Yeah. Very impressed with him with the giants. Uh, uh, and so I think there's a lot of teams who end up giving up on guys because they, they, they hope for them to be out there early. And I love what they're doing with Ajim of kind of bringing him along slowly. They did the same thing with Draymond Jones, where he wasn't asked to be day one. Hey, you have to come in here and be a star. And so you've been able to bring him along and, and he's making more and more plays, even as this season progresses, he, yeah. he's starting to really feel it out there. And, uh, I think he's one of them that is really he and, and Shelby Harris these last few weeks have just been on a tear, yeah. pushing the pocket, yeah. getting in the backfield. That has made a huge difference that wasn't there early in the season. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think Draymond Jones had five pressures in this last game. Um, so that's I mean, <laughs> pressures are production. Uh, that's that's great to see from the interior defensive line there. Uh, we got Naj coming in with twenty dollars. Naj, hope you're doing well. Always love seeing that picture of your beautiful family. Uh, Naj comes in and says, Hey brothers outside of firing McMahon, what can the team do to improve special teams? Seems like Peyton picked up multiple players to help, but Spencer can't get past the 20. Is it the blocking scheme? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not an expert on special teams play. So when somebody talk, oh, we schemed up a special teams play. If it's not a trick play, I don't know. But as far as I can tell, they you're losing, you've lost a lot of depth so far this season. And those guys haven't been brought up and you're relying on other players to fill in for those special teams roles. And this also speaks to the Broncos recently not being as good in day three and late day two of the draft, right? That's where you're going to get a lot of those special teams guys. And they just have not really hit on those kind of guys. So hopefully they'll get better there um, with the, all the, the volume of picks that the Broncos have coming up this upcoming draft. They can hopefully continue to get better there. Um, but it's, it's, it's an issue for sure. I don't think Tom McMahon is the answer, but you know, you have to have a solution there if you're going to fire him. So I don't know. It's tough. I guess good job by the Broncos on that, that punt though, right? Like the, the the punt was blocked bad, but they executed it perfectly after it was blocked to know the rules in that moment to get the ball back. Right. Like I think if they would have touched it, then it would have been fair game or something else. Like they, they executed when that happened. So I guess hats off on that one, but overall it's been a, uh, it's been unfortunate. Yeah. And McManus had his worst game by far. Yeah. So right, that, yeah. that's kind of disappointing to see. He's been the one bright spot on the special teams units. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is I think guys are not very disciplined in their lanes. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are overrunning the play. You know, instead of, hey, I got to stop here because I got to make sure I don't go past the, the returner. Well, all of a sudden they're flying by him and then they're looking and going, oh, he just he's five yards beyond me. Oh, that mm-hmm. stinks. And they're just, they're not playing very disciplined. That, that's yeah. for sure. And Spencer, like last year, at least he had some boom or bust plays. This year, he hasn't had a single boom play. And I, I thought this last game was actually his best, where he made some really smart decisions of letting the ball go into the end zone yeah. and helping set up some blocks to do that. But beyond that, he's just not been much of anything for the Broncos this year. And so 
I have a hard time seeing him back on this roster after this season. But yeah. uh, all right, we got Travis. Travis coming back in again. Travis, you oh, are wow. a superstar. Great show tonight, guys. Have a great night and a good rest of your week. Go Broncos. Travis, right back at you and right back at you to everyone listening here today. Really appreciate everyone that's tuning in. It's It's been been a lot of fun and you know it's always so much more fun after a victory to get here yeah. and talk with all of you guys i know that but i i always appreciate even win or lose you guys show up and it's just it's always a, a great time here on tuesday no matter what gotta exercise those demons right either way so it's a yeah. lot of fun to talk um i know we do got to get out of here but carl you had you had a topic that you wanted to talk about today we don't have to go too far down the tracks but i think it's an interesting one i just want to dabble in it if you want or if you want to save it for next week we can no, but, we, uh, I, I thought it was interesting this is a good enough week. that I want to talk about it. Okay. Well, my, my topic that I, I thought about here for today, we're five at four, a few more games going about halfway through the season. Who beyond Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the make or break player for the rest of the season? Who's going to be the player answer. that impacts whether they win or lose, whether they make the playoffs or not. I, I have an answer on each side of the ball. Um, at first I want to say hi to ZW designs, man. It's been a bit CW. Hope you're doing well. Um, great to see Ashen's here a little bit late as well. Um, it's all good. Um, and Nick's showing us he's married. Yeah, that's, sorry about that, guys. It's really <laughs> popping here. Um, <sighs> sorry, Jay. I know you were looking for that. Um, curly hair gang there. Um, but the guy for me, one of them has to be Jerry Judy, right? He's like you talk about it on offense. He's the straw that stirs the drink as far as what they can do formationally. They don't have anybody else who wins in grass. Um, and CC, man, I swear to God, CC's my in my head all the time. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb's the other one for me. Um, we saw the Broncos get after the quarterback like crazy this last game with Jonathan Cooper, but granted it was against undrafted free agent tackle in a second year, Terrence Steele, who played his first game at left tackle and didn't practice there until Thursday. So I don't think Jonathan Cooper's getting two sacks and seven pressures a game is super replicatable every game. Um, so it's got to be for me, uh, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb coming back, getting after the quarterback, um, and hopefully being a dynamic player, healthy after that injury. Uh, he, he's the one for me, right? And also, those are both positions, but especially edge rusher. You're talking about one player. Edge rusher is can be about that indiv individual talent. Cornerback, offensive line, somewhat more about the collective. Edge rusher, that, that can be a singular player making a big splash play and a big impact. Okay. I'm going to go since, I mean, you took both my players. Was that was it really Should've, both? I, it, seriously, it was both my players. I, I thought of it on my drive home today, and I was like, yep, those are my guys. Uh, I'll, I'll go two different because I had, I had a couple other guys in mind. So don't worry, I'm not completely left out in the, the wind here, but uh, I'll go Lloyd Cushberry, mm. kind of a underrated player. Like I said, he had, a, had his best game probably as a Bronco this last week. Yeah, He has he to continue that. If the, if this team's going to go anywhere, it's going to be the run game's going to be successful. And right now, Lloyd Cushberry has been one of the biggest problems in the run game. There, there's a lot of times where there are plays where the other four guys have their guys blocked, doing well. Cushberry's either stopped at the line of scrimmage or getting pushed back. And that one player being a weak link has destroyed some run games. Mm -hmm. Noah Fant has done some of the same things. So don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And then the other one uh, is uh, Cody W has it in his here fuller. If he can play like he did this last week, playing in that nickel position, you know, you, you paid him close to $10 million this year to, to be a star player in that secondary. If he can be a star player in that secondary, you got Sertan that's that's looking like he's really good. Darby maybe had his best game this last week. You start feeling really good about what the secondary is doing, and then you get Bradley Chubb back. You get Malik Reed back here. You actually got some pass rush going. You can actually see this defense become what we thought they'd be at the beginning of the season. Yeah, 
no, absolutely. We got Cody coming in here saying if Fuller plays how he did Sunday, that that's a guy who could step up down the stretch. I agree with you. Um, it'd be great too because maybe you can get a better comp pick for Fuller. I'm not sure if you're even eligible for it. I, I need to talk to Nick Corti about that, but uh, you could even get a better comp pick for him than you would have got for trading him for peanuts here at the end. Travis also coming in saying, Great show, fellas. One of my highlights of my work night is this show. Thanks, Travis. That really means a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that you would uh, you appreciating us, appreciate us enough and to come in here and hang out with us. Um, I know sometimes we're just kind of couple talking heads here, whatever, like the couple of the old guys, the Muppets, right? The talking crap up in the bleachers or whatever. But uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. And uh, thank you so much. And good luck with the rest of your work shift tonight. Also, we got Kiaka coming in here saying mahalo, Nick, Carl, and Scott. Aloha. Aloha to you, Kiaka. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's always great to see you in here. I really enjoyed the, uh, well, Carl and I are talking. I'm still paying attention to the comment section here. I enjoyed the trip down memory uh, lane here with the talk about Jason Elam and, uh, uh, his time at Hawaii. So man, that's good times. Uh, good to see a Kiaka over there, man. I don't want to say across the pond, uh, but uh, across the, or in the middle of the Pacific, I need to get to Hawaii at some point, man. <laughs> a little skip it's, over. It's an easy flight from Seattle. I got to do it. Um, but man, love you so much. And Travis, and that's why I miss Broncos for breakfast. I'm stuck on nights from now. Always watch after that. That's, that's great. Travis. We just appreciate you guys supporting us and um, continue to do so, man. You guys can follow Carl and I on Twitter. Uh, Carl is at Carl Dummer MHH and myself is at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BTB football pod and at mile high huddle, uh, Facebook folks, make sure you're going to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and forward slash mile high huddle, become a supporter, join us there, join the conversations there. If anything that we said on here, you know, maybe didn't scratch that itch completely. You can continue it on there. Tag Carl and I will, we'll have a good time talking about it as well. Um, for you YouTube folks, make sure you subscribe, like, and share, uh, hit the alerts. So that way, you know, when we go live, we are live Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Thursday morning, and every single evening. So, uh, love you guys. And uh, that's why we're always here. So, uh, Carl, what's the rest of the night looking for you? I hope you're, you said you had the shoulders a little bit, uh, yeah, I, uh, a bit? yeah, I iced it actually right before the show. I'm going to ice it again here before I go to bed okay. and do a few little stretches, but mostly I'm just going to go hang out with the dogs. Yeah, there you and go. just give them a little love. I haven't seen them most of the day. They they need a little attention. I I, yeah. I can tell they were a little upset that I didn't hang out with them today. So uh, that that's my plan. And maybe watch a little bit of Philadelphia Eagle football. See what I can glean of what they're going to be bringing this week. I already watched last week's game that they had against the Chargers, and yeah. and you know they've got they're not a terrible terrible team. They've got a few playmakers. Yeah. But yeah, it's not an easy win by any means. And uh, so, but still, I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday and, and just getting ready for that, man. What about you? Going to go do some cooking, eating, hanging out with the wife and go hanging out with my, my children, which are the dog and cat. So, uh, and get some sleep because we're going to talk some Falcons football. I need to watch the, uh, the Falcon game also. I'll probably do that tonight. So um, to, because they play the same time as the Broncos, but anyway, everyone stay safe. We love y'all. We'll see you next time, next Tuesday for Building the Broncos. But until then, hopefully it's a three-game win streak at that point. Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.